Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Excited to have everybody here for Around Town. Uh, we have a special guest today, uh, Ben Ross, uh, one of our founders and operators, entrepreneurs. Um, trying to think of all the adjectives I could use before I uh, think of brackish. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Ben. Honored to have you. Glad to be here. We're really excited. Hey, how about just, you know, Brackish has become a household name and yeah. all over. Uh, there isn't a wedding you can go to in the South without somebody either today sporting a Brackish bow tie or a pocket square. Um, but tell us a little bit. How'd, we, how'd you get here? I mean, you know, I think about all the feathers I pulled out in a field just to get that breast out. Sure. For years and never thought about turning it into something. Well, it's been a journey um, and one that uh, I'm honored to be a part of. Um, first and foremost, it was never meant to be a company. It was just meant to be a special uh, gift to show my family and friends how much I loved them. Uh, I wanted to incorporate a touch of nature uh, in the wedding ceremony to my wonderful wife, Marianne. Uh, we celebrate 15 years. Uh, Congratulations. This yes, yes. And so uh, 15 years this November will be the gift of the first bow ties that I ever made and gave so out. Does she get a down pillow for that? Uh, you know, it, it was funny because Marianne didn't really believe in the idea. I came to her and I said, hey, I want to. <laughs> I, I got this idea. And she was like, at my wedding? I said, you mean our wedding? And so she's like, well, let's see. We have this wild game supper. That'd be a good tester. Uh, why don't you make one and wear it to the wild game supper before the wedding and see what the response is? And so I made one. And and I wore it to the Wild Game Supper, and everybody was just like, where did you get that tie? I want one. You know, that is the coolest thing. Parents, I mean, grandparents, friends, I mean, everybody was going nuts about it. So she said, okay, you can do your tie. She put me to the side of the party. She goes, okay, you can do your ties. So that was kind of the, you got to get the green light from the wife or the fiance at that time. So uh, that was a big moment. And, um, you know, it just came about very naturally. I, uh, people from that point on started asking me to make them for Father's Day, birthday gifts, other weddings, just around town locally. And then one of my groomsmen, one of my best friends of 25 years uh, this past August, um, uh, we met at Walford in 1997. Uh, Jeff Plotner came to me. He was in law school and said, hey, I think that you've got something here with this bow tie. Everywhere I go with this thing, people are trying to rip it off me. That They love it. Uh, I really believe in it. And I saw the determination, desire in his eyes that he wanted to take this thing to the next level. Um, you know, I was happy doing my medical development, property management, and leasing. Uh, I had the Ross Group at that time and uh, had a lot of uh, great practices here that I'd built uh, hospitals, ambulatory surgery centers for. But um, I just saw the drive and determination uh, in his eyes, and I said, let's try it. And so I would go home nights and weekends, and I'd make bow ties, and he'd go hit the road and sell them. We got laughed out of stores. We got told that there's no way this thing's going to fly, pun intended. Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, we just we persevered. He uh, never wavered. He always believed in uh, what we were doing, doing it together. Um, and um, when we wanted to form the company, um, he said, what should we name ourselves? You know, I'm thinking he was, he was coming up with all these you know, tree house names. And I was like, no, it's got to have purpose and meaning. Everything we do has to have purpose and meaning because that first gift was heartfelt and it had that purpose and meaning behind it. So I refuse to do anything, uh, whether it's a product, a name or anything without purpose and meaning behind it. And so, um, I said, let me get, let me think on it. And, uh, I, I was up in Nashville, uh, working and, uh, I, it hit me at about, I think 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock one night, which is one o'clock, 12 o'clock back here. Um, and I called him and he woke him up and he said what is it I said I got our name and he said what is it I said brackish and he said why is that I said you're from St. Simons Island Georgia saltwater I'm from Columbia South Carolina freshwater when we came together we mixed we formed brackish water he said that's it we launched brackish the next I think launched the you know website we launched the um, emails and everything like that came out I think within the next two weeks and so we were brackish from then on so it's been quite the journey but uh, one that I'm honored to still be a part of and it's just it's grown very organic we never forced anything. Um, just things, products. I've, I've had sketches in my book of ideas of things that uh, could incorporate Mother Nature's beauty. Uh, her paintbrush, I think, is incredible. And uh, we love to highlight and repurpose uh, her, her, her majesty. So it's been uh, one heck of a ride, but one that uh, is far from over and still going to just keep on giving it all we got. So you, you mentioned it's interesting, you know, people going, you can't sell it. And the, the reaction you got from your groomsmen and other folks were totally different and your other friends. So it's interesting to see people's perception and what they think. What was that kind of defining moment when you said, all right, we got something here? We, we, the, it, we, we've hit a stride here. We, we got to stay focused 
Sure. Um, well, you know, I, my attention was always split. Jeff was always 110% on board, um, always focused, always driven, always, you know, saying, hey, this is what we need to do next. This is next. This is next. And I was nights and weekends. I mean, I was not living it. But when um, he got us onto a Kickstarter, and uh, I think we had one, maybe two employees at that time, maybe not even one. And, um, and we sold, I think, 250 bow ties in a matter of uh, four hours or something like that. And he, he, we were very excited to have that big influx of uh, orders come in. But that meant that I had nights and weekends filled up pretty fast. So I think I had to take a few vacation days to, uh, in order to fill those because we had to agree to have them all shipped out like in a week or something like that. So that's really, I think, when we felt, felt that, there, hey, there's something here. People who have never seen these tangibly, have never felt it, never held one, um, are, are seeing it a picture and seeing just the, the majesty of the iridescence and the feathers, the craftsmanship, um, the layering techniques that we've uh, you know, formulated through the years. And I think people gravitated towards it. I think that um, it just, it's, it's, it's been one heck of a, a journey. When you, you got out there and you started to hit that stride and you, you said your first big order, 250. Yeah. What, how many orders are y'all doing nowadays? Oh, gosh. Um, a, a, an average day we're doing probably – a hundred or so. Yeah. I mean, 75 to a hundred on a daily basis. Um, you know, tens of thousands, um, a year. So it's, it's, it's grown a lot, but uh, we would not be where we are today without the incredible team that Jeff has built. Uh, he has a great eye, eye for talent. Um, he loves running the business side of things and lets me be as creative. He's always encouraging me to be as creative as possible with all my ideas and my designs. And so he enjoys, um, you know, uh, discovering talent and uh, steering and guiding that talent and putting that talent in position to have success. Because I think as business owners and um, leaders, we're, we're, we're charged with putting people in places to be successful. I think that any great leader, um, that's, that, that, that's a, a big part of what you do. Um, you don't micromanage them. Uh, you put people, you give them the proper training and education that you want them to have, and then you turn them loose and trust that, you know, what, they, what they're going to bring to the table is what they're going to do. And uh, we've been very successful with the talent he's identified, and that is the reason we're able to fill those um, orders every year um, in the tens of thousands and uh, just continue to grow and expand the brand, expand the line uh, is because of the incredible talent we have down there in Charleston. I think we're up to like 60 people that we have working for us full-time now, so it's grown a lot from uh, me and Jeff back in the day. So how many retail outlets do y'all uh, We are in, now? I would say, just shy of 600 uh, nationwide, Europe, and Canada. So uh, Very specific. Across the big pond. We're, we made it across the big pond, and so we're right. over there. Harrods and a few other stores uh, over there. What's uh, the reaction been on the international market? Uh, they love them. Absolutely, go they they go nuts over them. Um, some places, I mean, that have never seen them, they'll get their order in and they'll be sold out before the feathers even get there because they'll have like our flyer, our brochure, and people will come in and say this is one I want that they've ordered. And by the time our order gets there through customs, because there are a lot of you know we want to do everything by the letter of the law. I mean, there's a lot of rules and regulations you have to file with um, you know U.S. Fish and Wildlife, import exporting, and things like that nature. Um, CITES, you have to be very very versed all of these legalities, we never wanted to have to look over our shoulder and wonder if we were doing things correctly. So we did a lot of upfront researching before we took those hurdles under our belt and uh, wanted to do it the right way. And um, now we've got great relationships with um, our inspection guys over in Atlanta and um, great relationships with our uh, retailer partners across the you know, world and, and even in the lower 48. So it's been um, one that um, I think that you can't never stop learning because the laws are always changing. And I think if you get complacent, um, you know, you may um, not find yourself on the right side of it. So you always have to be well-versed and up-to-date uh, with all the changing dynamics of uh, international shipping and importing and exporting. Um, Brackish is, you know, very much tied to South Carolina. How does that make you feel? Um, incredibly grateful. Uh, I don't know if we could have Brackish anywhere else. Uh, the talent that is in this state, um, the leadership that is in this state, um, the uh, teachers that I had, the mentors that I had, um, both uh, family, gentlemen, um, friends of friends, uh, friends of my father, um, have all laid their fingerprints all over what I do. Um, and I know Jeff probably feels the same way. Um, you know, South Carolina is an incredible state uh, with uh, a vast array of uh, talented individuals from all walks of life. Uh, it's really a melting pot of talent, um, you know, and uh, we just we figured a way to tap into that and to um, give people an opportunity that may have um, not seen themselves as artists really blossom and become artists. I mean, these what that's what we have and that we employ are artists. I mean, 
uh, they, they make magic every day. So two things that come out of there that, that is, is pretty – one, that you're making everything from hand with the talent here and not taking the easy route out and shipping it to some third world country, you know. And sure. It, it, I think the handcrafting and the story behind that's so cool. I think the second t- part of it is, is, you know, I think you really ought to have a signature retail store in downtown Columbia. And I'm just putting that on the table. <laughs> uh, well, because, you, know, you know, Perry, interestingly enough, Perry with Britons. Um, well, that's he, where I have to go to buy all the gifts. That, that that's I buy. where you have to go. Perry with Britons, um, way back when, 10 years ago, when Jeff was still going door to door, selling these things literally out of a box that he was just walking around with, uh, Perry was the first retailer at Britons to ever say yes to us. He, um, he, Jeff said, we have an order minimum of 12. I think Perry said, well, you know, you forget your minimum. I'll take six or eight. He sold them in the Latin, like in a week. And he said, all right, I need, I need the 12. Like he saw, he saw there was something there. Cause he is Mr. Bowtie man. So yeah, yeah. Um, he believed in us, uh, us up from the jump. Um, he has been there through the entire 10 year process. And we enjoy our relationship with Perry and Stacy here in Columbia, but he was the first brick and mortar ever to believe in us to uh, carry them in his store. So we'll be eternally grateful for Perry um, for, for taking that leap of faith. So in believing in Jeff and I way back when, when they were very rough and have come a long way to what they are now. Well, it's interesting as you've grown the line and, and how it is. So, um, my signature gift, you don't know this, and I'm about to tell you, my signature gift to dignitary, especially female, is a bracelet. Oh, wow. Brackish. Thank you so much for doing so that. So the mayor of, of Accra, Ghana, mm-hmm. received a, uh, a guinea fowl bracelet wow. for me. And part of it was is because her and I were laughing about guinea fowl because my aunt and uncle – had them all over their yard, <laughs> well, the they, alarm. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they've been living in Africa since 1952, and so, you know, they got geese and the guinea fowl, and so the guineas have just have always been something that our family, it's, it's good, the hens, the ladies, as we call them. Yeah. Um, they're pretty funny to watch, and um, they're a great alarm system, as you said. But yeah. So that became kind of one of the signature Dr. Artists had me over at Benedict for special event and we gave her a brackish one. So, you know, you, you, the, wow. the brackish bracelet is, is getting around. I think it's, it's interesting because people love, love it. And it, it and, and it's already boxed. I mean, you don't have to box it. It's already boxed. So you just, it you just it's, it's already packaged. So you're done. You're done. And, and a little fun thing about the packaging, um, and I can't thank you enough for all the support, and I really appreciate that. That's your go-to gift because that means a lot because that's where it all started with me was a gift from my heart to my family and friends, the people I loved. I wanted to show them how much I loved them. But, um, you know, the, the box itself, um, back to purpose and meaning, the box is uh, pine, and the uh, burlap inside was old oyster bags. And so pine trees don't grow in salt water. Pine trees grow up here in freshwater. Burlap were old oyster bags that came out of the salt marsh. So even in the packaging, I wanted to create the com- combination of brackish coming together, create the packaging. So And then the brand on top, my grandfather branded everything he owned, and I've been branding things since I was a little boy. So I have branded everything I have. That's my personal brand that I did before I even had, um, you know, brackets or anything like that. I'd brand my BR on the top of my bow tie boxes. And so that's why we brand everything for family. So everything, as we were talking about, goes back to purpose and meaning and just putting your heart and soul in all you do because we stand behind. every When that B is stamped on that box, we stand what's underneath that thing. Jeff and I stand behind, and all of our employees do as well. So thank you so much for all the support with uh, giving that as your thoughtful gift. Oh, I, I think it's such a great gift, and, and, it, and it's really – it's such a great reflection on on South Carolina and, and the South. You know, um, my family moved here from Europe. I don't have the long history. A lot of families here's so mine didn't start till the late '60s. But the beauty that's here, and the yeah. artistry, and and I think when those two are combined, and you give it to somebody, like you said, there's always a story and a meaning. And I think it's much more personable to people when they receive a gift like that because there's thoughts. And, you know, you look at all the different different styles that you have. Everyone fits people differently. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I think is so cool. Yeah. You know, I have a different – I have two different bow ties and two different pocket squares. I ne- I've never wore the pockets and the and the bow tie at the same time. I kind of do it so I have Absolutely. a different, different play. But to each of them, it's interesting how you pick which one you're going to wear. It sure. depends who you're going to be around, your mood. There's all kinds of it, – it's Factors interesting. Factors go into absolutely. And, and I think that's what's one of those cool, unique things about it. As you all started this, you know, obviously, you know, 
things pop as a trend. Who was the who was the first celebrity that that donned? Bill Murray, easy, easy. That was the big moment. Was when Bill Murray rocked the uh, peacock at the Oscars, and um, you know he was a presenter, and uh, that was one of those pinch you moments. Like, oh my God, that's really happened. Did and, y'all know it? Uh, we had a feeling his stylist uh, had gotten in touch with us before the Oscars. Said, hey, Bill's a real big fan of the brand. You know, he's down in Charleston riding bikes everywhere. Part owner of the River Dogs. Great guy. I've uh, met him one time and just introduced myself. I didn't want to interrupt his dinner, but um, but yes, uh, it just an incredible, incredible. Um, moment there and just how what a blessing it was that he just picked us I mean anytime I see our ties or our products on anybody it's always very surreal and I always make a point to try to go and thank whoever I'm walking by randomly I'll literally go and introduce myself and say thank you so much for the support um, you know so anybody wearing it is very special but when you see um, those kind of people with those type of reaches that could have any designer in the world make something for them for the big night the Oscars the Emmys I mean the red carpet moment when all eyes are on them uh, for them to choose brand Brackish, um, you know, that that really is humbling and an honor. And uh, I don't take it lightly. I don't take it for granted. And I'm very, very thankful for uh, everyone who's ever donned one. So it's it, it was a big pinch me moment, one that Jeff and I shared uh, together. And, um, you know, let, 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 let the good times roll from there on. I mean, it just it kept on kept on rolling. Inquiring minds want to know, did he pay for it or did they get it for free? <laughs> well, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> you know, there, there, was, there was some handshaking going on. Uh, um, when we're in South Carolina and people are starting businesses, one of the things we're trying to do here in Columbia is get it back to where it was in the sense where it was really easy to start a business. And because the one thing I know about Columbia, Columbia supports its small businesses and always has and always will. But we haven't had as many grow until, you know, late of late. And a lot of it was hurdles in the way. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about some of the stumbling blocks and hurdles that y'all went through sure, to start? Absolutely. And, and absolutely. And why it's important to share that with people who want to start a business because, you know, I want people to stay encouraged. You know, Absolutely. sometimes people, they, they see a road bump or a hurdle and they run from it. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of the early life lessons. My father died when I was eight. My mom had severe learning disability and went away to school. And my mom, one of the lessons that she taught me before I left was, you know, every challenge, every hurdle is an opportunity and you need to look at it that way. Absolutely. Um, couldn't agree more. And then the second part to that was always, you know, people don't judge people on failure. They judge how they recover from it. So Absolutely. maybe you could share a little bit. Cause I do think when people hear it from other founders sure. and people have been through it, they understand it's okay to have those moments. Absolutely. Um, I would say perseverance, uh, and, and believing what you're doing, uh, matters and, uh, the impact that you're going to have. Uh, on the community, on yourself, your family, uh, and uh, everybody that you, your employees. I mean, I think that um, there will be bumps in the road. Uh, there will always be failures. We we had more failures than successes starting out. Um, use those moments as uh, learning moments. Um, where you don't recreate or duplicate that, that failure again, if you can, if you can help it. Sometimes you can't help it, but um, you know, learn from your mistakes. And uh, I would just say that uh, surround yourself with the right individuals that are, are there for the right reasons. Get people who believe in what you're doing, uh, a part of your team. Um, consult and talk to as many people as you possibly can in the field that you're looking at. When we started Brackish, Jeff and I had nobody to go to because nobody had ever started anything with feathers. And I mean, there was no feather bow tie blueprint of, hey, this is how you go A to Z, just opening a feather bow tie company or a feather accessories brand or anything like that. So you didn't Google it. I, there was nothing out there. Believe me. Um, that was part of our pitch was that, that this was well, the first, you know, one of a kind first ever done. So it was, uh, it was kind of, um, you know, a brand new thing hitting the scene. And, um, you know, to that aspect, people didn't know how to receive it. People uh, shot away from it. We got laughed out, like I said, of many stores uh, saying that this would never work, that uh, we were fools, uh, that we would be back at our day jobs by the next month. But, um, you know, there, that goes back to belief. I mean, never let, um, you know, somebody else dictate how you feel about what you're doing. Uh, know in your heart that you're doing the right way. I think if you listen to your heart and follow your heart, it will always lead you in the right direction. Um, lean on family and friends um, for not only support morally but also uh, for advice if you have um, you know somebody in your life that uh, you know has been employed at the same occupation for 40 years he's just as valuable as someone who has taken the gamble and opened five companies and you know four of which has failed but the fifth one was a huge success um, there
there are always lessons to be learned. Um, you know, I believe that you're given uh, one mouth and two ears for a reason. Uh, you learn a lot more by listening than you do talking, which is kind of ironic because I'm sitting here running my mouth uh, more than anybody else in the room and, as opposed to listening. But uh, Let's I see, think we're that, all listening. Yeah, I think that that's why y'all had me here was to talk as opposed to me listening because I don't think I make very good content. So anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but no, I'd, I'd say just, um, and just networking. I think that going out and, um, and finding like-minded individuals who are going through uh, startups and um, who are going through the same um, trials and, um, and and situations that you are, um, talk to them and see how they're handing and coping with you know shipping issues or uh, attracting uh, you know customers to a website or things of that nature. In, in this new age, you know, uh, word of mouth is a powerful thing still, but you have to capture the digital aspect. The 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 marketing aspect is a lot online. A lot of things are, di- are now digital. A lot of programs, a lot of marketing materials, a lot of advertisements. Uh, picking the right places to go and uh, picking the right, part- right partners in those aspects is, is enormously important and, and one that Jeff and I uh, and Wes pride ourselves on uh, always aligning our brand with the right individuals, partnering up on different ventures and different uh, collaborations. Um, but you know, the learning never ends either. I mean, I, I would say to anybody who thinks that they've got it figured out, just wait a minute and you'll figure, you'll see that you don't, um, you know, you get, I think sometimes, uh, complacency is the death. If you stop trying to push forward, push the envelope, continue to try to evolve and grow, um, and you get complacent in what you're doing and sitting back on your laurels and enjoying a little bit of success, you're going to get surpassed. Um, I think that you have to continue to wake up every morning hungry. I had to pinch myself every day. I get to wake up and play with feathers and design things out of feathers. I mean, today we just dropped our feather belt and, uh, I've been working on that for three years. No joke. Three years um you know going through you stole my thunder that was my next question how about a belt <laughs> i really was talking about line extensions are you kidding me i got i've, I've got it on today too so literally and it got, i have the one that's all the way around that we, we just sold the uh the one that's uh just the belt buckle today i'm looking around i don't see my gift <laughs> my belt. i mean i must have missed something that's here. gonna be hand delivered hand delivered yeah. I, I believe in hand delivery but uh, not the same day either we got to make it you know build up the anticipation, but no, um, back to just, you know, continue to press and uh, push the boundaries, always believing in what you're doing, wake up hungry every day. Um, because you know what, um, you know, the alternative is, sucks. I mean, honestly, if I'm being candid, I mean, to, 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 to stop believing in what you're doing, to stop, um, you know, pushing the envelope, to stop pushing, you know, your, your, your brand, your idea forward, uh, is, 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 I think, complacency. And I, I think that's a dangerous thing for a young business, especially. Um, but even one now we celebrated 10 years in April uh, of Jeff and I with Brackish and um, we're still as hungry as we ever were. We're giving it all we got. It won't be from a lack of effort if we don't continue to succeed because we are giving it all we got every day. You wake up hungry, you go to sleep with it. I go to sleep with a notebook by my bed and some of my best ideas that I've jotted down, anything from women's fashion accessories, which is still kind of hard pinch me moment that I'm in women's fashion accessories uh, business um, that I have. You just show your sensitive side it's okay there you go i, I do have one hey, you will talk to anybody who's like you if i feel sorry for you know alexander campbell wilson smith andy Smythe, owen evers charles flowers these are all guys who've known me since i was four years old running around here at heathwood you know satchel for crate nacy flora and they've been putting up with me telling them i love them hugging them when they wasn't comfortable or wasn't cool to tell them you loved them and hug them in high school middle school so that there are a lot of people and then when i got to college everybody was like whoa this guy's way too sensitive where's his emotions right on his sleeve i mean i let you know right where you stand with me and uh, I think my my boys at uh, Walford will definitely tell you that uh, you know they they always knew right where I was that day uh, with them, and that's always just been nothing but love and respect. Ten year mark, great great point to sit back. All right, this is where we've come from. This is where we've gotten. Where do we go from here? I mean, you know, yeah. you just shared with us the belt, which yeah. is you know was really really one of the questions I had because I'm <laughs> sitting here about you know. Where do you go with this? Sure. You know, I mean, it's pretty unlimited, and the more unique items that you produce, you know, there's only so many bow ties. Sure, an absolutely. Can ha- well, actually, there's technically with you guys, there's probably not. You could probably come up with so many combinations that you never have enough. But other accessories sure. that, that people would like. You know, where are y'all headed? Well, I always like to say that, uh, you know, we deal in feathers. The sky's not the limit. It's where we soar. And so uh, I think that we're only limited by our imagination. Um, You know, I think we all can agree um, that, uh, you know, when we entered the women's you know, you know, fashion accessories market back in October of 2019, we had no idea what was going to hit in March of 2020. I mean, 
um, just just the worst of the worst, um, just what what happened to this nation, the, the world really, um, and um, just you know. Uh, just my heart and you know everything goes out to everybody that we lost during that time and um, just how tough it was for everybody and um, just the unknowing with little kids trying to figure out what why they were home from school why they were sitting inside I mean it was it was a difficult time being a parent being a husband being uh, a son I mean the whole gamut I know that um, you know we're very fortunate um, but uh, but anyhow so when we launched the women's line we had no idea that uh, the pandemic was gonna hit in 2020 but the women throughout the pandemic continued to stop shop there was never a more tailor-made thing to shut brackish bow ties down than COVID pandemic. Um, all black tie affairs stopped. All weddings, all big gatherings stopped. Nobody got dressed up. Black, our bow tie sales screeched to absolute halt. And uh, had we not released the women's line in October 19, I don't know if we'd have been able to retain every one of our employees. We retained every single one of our employees through the, the entire pandemic because of the women's line and because of our Mask by the Makers program. And... Um, that was a program where we donated. Uh, obviously, there was a huge shortage of um, you know healthcare masks for all the first responders in hospital systems, and we shifted gears and had all of our sewer seamstresses uh, start putting together masks, and we donated those all across South Carolina to all the various hospital systems and all across the United States. Um, and so um, we just shifted gears and did that. So I don't think that the limitation is, will be only by our imagination. And now that things have somewhat started to get back to normal, um, still sourcing components is extremely difficult overseas, but we will always have everything made right here in, in South Carolina. Uh, it's something we pride ourselves on. We've have, had offers. We have, look, have, have seen the numbers of uh, you know, going overseas and taking our business elsewhere uh, where the, you know, the numbers, the spread, the margins – are much greater for us, but we believe in you know, being a part of this country, this great nation, this great state, and uh, so we're going to keep everything here. But um, you know, we have a great the team along with myself that comes as, as charged with coming up with new product, new product ideas. And, um, you know, women love accessories. And so um, as, we, as we continue to um, evolve in the women's accessory uh, line, um, you know, I see where we're doing like 16 bow ties a year now, but we're doing over 50 different women's SKUs. And so the women are shopping. The women are coming to Brackish, and Brackish is slowly becoming a more heavily woman's accessory brand than the so bow tie. Do you have a pocketbook? you have a clutch? Have I, I, have, I have designed a pocketbook and a clutch uh, with feather wife, panels. That was one of the things she said. Absolutely. She goes, that I would love to have. Absolutely. She's already got the bracelets and earrings, mm -hmm. so I've run out of... The, uh, the, the, the flap is the feather panel, so you kind of can have it on the yeah, outside, sorry. and then you flip it up when you go in so you don't ruffle any feathers, and uh, then flip it back down. That's Yeah, absolutely. I, I try to drop those. Jeff and those get a little tired of me dropping the, the puns about feathers and flight and all these kind of things, but... Uh -huh. uh, what, what about shoes? Have you have y'all talked about shoes? You know the trend now is everybody to have, especially well, you know the, in weddings. Well, you know the penny, you know the penny loafers. Um, you know if you ever seen the penny loafers, and I know that people can't see me when I'm doing this, but there's that top kind of uh, that top portion yeah. of a penny loafer that's right here on the top of your foot. Like if you can imagine, right there on the top of your toe, where you would kick a soccer ball. Uh, for people who can't see me and who are listening, um, I've designed a feather panel that's going to be that hopefully we stitched in on the toe of a penny loafer type shoe, not a penny loafer obviously, but you know that type of shoe uh, both for men and women and um and we'll see where that goes i've got a cowgirl boot that's got feather panels going up both sides for like kind of a uh, I was thinking western about look a, a tuck shoe sure absolutely yeah velvet velvet all the way around and then a feather panel right on the top and, of the toe and i and sure and, I, and i'll admit this i'm probably the only guy in columbia south carolina has a pair of these uh but i have this obsession with snoop dogg yeah who doesn't the old double g and and he came out with Duke and Dexter. Sure. He did a product in England that was a, a exclusive line, and my tuck slippers have his face stitched in. There you go. And, I have, you're, you ratcheted it up like 10 notches with me and, because and, of that. And, and, Not that. I always thought you were cool, but I, now I know you're cool. That's awesome. And it's one of my favorite pairs of shoes to wear to a wedding because, you know, I'll have my brackish. I was going to say, the, forget that. the brackish. Everybody's talking about, let me tell them about the shoes. And, and a conversation starter, at, man. Yeah, it's, it's funny. But, you know, I've noticed that's to be more of a trend. Yeah. I gave I actually gave them to myself for Christmas, sure. and I acted like I didn't know what they well, were. You know, you know put it on. We got to give tree. ourselves some gifts every now and then. When I'm shopping, I always do two two gifts for somebody else, one gift for me, two gifts for somebody else. You got to yeah, got to throw something there for yourself when you're shopping for Christmas stuff. Normally, because I live in a house full of women, I don't have that choice. But <laughs> I did it, and they all started laughing. They're like, "We knew you were going to get a pair. We knew you were going to get." Oh a pair. yeah, they know you well. That's a good thing. So, how do y'all decide? 
you're going to put something out. And you talked a lot, you know, increasing um, female category, which is, you know, the majority of our population is female. Yeah. They're their biggest consumer out there, everything from bourbon to to accessories to clothes to athletic gear. It doesn't matter what it is. Yep. How do you decide which one to take that chance on? Because, as you said, I mean, not everything's a hit. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we have an incredible R&D department, uh, an incredible uh, product development department, and uh, an incredible marketing team that uh, considers all of my ideas. Basically, I pitch an idea about a year in advance uh, to the team. Um, They'll take it to the drawing board, uh, perfect it much further than what my rudimentary uh, prototype is, and uh, they'll take it to the next level where it can actually be a brackish product. Then they'll look at the viability of it and uh, really sit down and consider, like, is this something that we can see the brackish woman wearing um and um you know if the answer ever is no um it goes gets gets thrown away um you know it's kind of um similar to um you know if you ever were going to get a tattoo you you don't just you know wake up and say i'm gonna get a tattoo today and you go and just oh there are a whole lot of people that do that (laughs) so i have a rule with all the tattoos is i have i have a drawing by the bed and literally i'll have the tattoo sitting there and every morning i wake up i look at it and if i ever have a morning i don't like it and that's last a year i crumble it up and throw it away the tattoo the, yeah, any tattoo that I get yeah so that's kind of that's kind of what we do if there's ever a time that we don't think that this is going to be fit the line fit the brand we trash the idea and I do the same thing with all my designs as well I mean if I if I ever flip through my my idea I have a black book it's like this thing my mom gave me um, for like a journal but I've turned it into my design book and if there's ever a time that I flip through there and I'm like that is the stupidest thing I crumble it up and never think about it again and throw it away um, just, it just, you know, if, if I, if I, if I feel like that one time, I feel like that may happen down the line. How so. many times have you shared an idea that you weren't really a hundred percent behind? You thought it was dumb and everybody else is like, Oh my God, this is great. Great story. Great, great story. The plum thorn pens that we sell. Uh, this is another one of Jeff's, uh, just kind of brilliant. He just, I literally, we were our first seaweed. Uh, this is in 2013, February, 2013. We were sitting there at Sewe, and in um, the bow tie sales, we had four designs. We had the we had the original feather, which is a turkey. We had a copper turkey. We had a pheasant, and we had a guinea. So we had four designs, and people the first time they'd ever seen them, and so people were a little reluctant to buy. They a few people were buying, a few people weren't, and so trying to sweeten the deal, I had brought these just little pins so I could be carving or doing something during like the, the expanse of four, four days at Sewe, and so I'd figured that I was going to make these little pins for a lapel. And so I started sweetening the deal. I was like, Hey, you buy that bow tie. I'll throw this pin in. And, and then like, so it started like people started thinking, okay, you throw me in a pin. I'll buy the bow tie. So, and Jeff was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing over there? And I was like, this is just a pin. It's, it's a thorn from a Bradford pear tree, a plum thorn tree. And, uh, you know, I'm putting these feathers on it just like I would a fly or tying a fly or something like that. And I'm whip stitching them right there and I'm tying it up and putting a little glue right here. And you know, it's ready to go on your lapel. And he goes, Oh, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, that's our second product. Stop giving those away. That's going to be our second product. And so literally about a month two later there comes out the plum thorn pins is our second product so some things have happened like that very organically and then some things have been like through my idea book where they're like ben what's the next you know idea for the women and the necklaces we went and we got into necklaces and so i brought down what i what i thought was a cool necklace and it was a you know on a gold chain just like what we have now uh, but my necklace had a feather encased in glass with with a glass kind of uh, gold plate around it and it was had, had two pieces of glass sandwiching a feather well of course our design Design team took that idea, ran with it, and just ratcheted it up and made the feather panel bigger. Showed the beauty, beauty, beauty of our artisans and Mother Nature so much more than what my original design was. But that's the way that we work. We perfect on what my where it starts from and where we end up is is few and far between. Like you mentioned, your cuff that you love to give for gifts. My cuff that I designed first was a leather cuff that had a snap on it. It had a feather panel just like we have the feather panel in, on top, yeah. but we did not have the, the gold plated around where it was recessed to protect. And so that was our design team. Took my idea of a cuff and then you know, ratcheted it up. And, and I like the smaller cuff. Absolutely, the, the thin cuff. The thin cuff. I, the the thin wide cuff is bid for a great for a fancy, you know, big time event. But the thin cuffs are great every day. I mean, I'm still I'm wearing my little copperhead right here. So and, and I. Well, is that a line? No, that you, you can't. Have? You can't get this one. You can't get this one. I, I can't sell Copperhead, but you know, there are perks for you know. So, so, so the question is: Is does brackish go to other materials, or does it just stay focused on the? Sure. Are we following the Chick Fil A model? 
do chicken and one do chicken flavor. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you, we'll we'll do feathers and do feathers right. But um, we're always you know, anything that's I think um, natural uh, element uh, is on the table. Um, you know, like a snake skin. We have done some snake skin products, uh, but of course they all have to fall in line with U.S. Fish and Wildlife rules and regs. Um, and then you know anything that happens very organically. Like Jeff always is, is encouraging me to get out there and just see what I can think of. And uh, you know, so I, I think that I've got some good things in the pipe. I, I think we got we got a couple more. Uh, home run pieces coming out here pretty soon so we're gonna see like a surf and turf uh, <laughs> um, um, cuff or the something collaborate. Well, you know we do have the old snake skin uh, center knot with the feathers on the bow tie so you do have kind of a taste of the surf and turf a little bit there yeah yeah I, I think you I know, guess you could go surf or sand and sky sand, maybe sand yeah, and sky yeah, snake and the, the sky so one know. of my favorite appetizers in the world is taking whole whole pit cooked barbecue oh, and yeah. vinegar oh yeah and laying it on a fresh shucked oyster. Oh yeah, that's my version of surf and turf because that brine, everything, With the I salinity, talk about food. Yeah, yeah and, I love and, it. And, and that vinegar coming yeah. together, I think it's the best thing in the world. Sure. And the first time I had it, uh, Chris Hastings, who is the Hot Hot Fish Club in in Birmingham, came here and he did an event at a barbecue place that was here called Smoked that Tom Hall had opened up, and. He was doing a book signing. There were like 300 of us out there for dinner, all guys, and that was one of the appetizers they served, and they made all these dishes. But it was so cool, and I miss those type of events. Sure. You know, like that. They use South Carolina fun. oysters, though. They have better salinity than the old, you know, Florida Gulf oysters. I, no, no knock on the Gulf oysters. They're great. But, I mean, South Carolina oysters, where it's at? Clusters, salt, oh, man, you can't beat it. It's just, I, I don't know. It's just, and so when I think about, a lot of things. I always like to cross, yeah. uh, and that, I can think that's just from my food nature. I'm always crossing, so when I think about that, I always have to relate it to food somehow. Absolutely, um, good thing. Speaking to of food, you know, we always ask everybody. So, kind of, where's your go-to restaurant in Columbia? Uh, Docks. I like Docks uh, Barbecue down there by Shop Road. That's always a good spot. I usually go there with a couple buddies on Fridays, especially during the, the fall and winter when you can eat heavy and not feel so. Heavy, uh, you know, summertime. That, Is it the, more the barbecue buffet. or more catfish nuggets? Uh, I, I do, I, hey, evenly split. Even I'm, 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 I'm an even split. I do not. I, I, I go both ways there. I, I get both, and I have to have my tartar sauce. If the tartar sauce is lacking, lacking that day, not enough mustard I, or mayonnaise, I, I, I got to go with more barbecue. And I'm, I'm more of a. I mix my barbecue sauces. I go vinegar, mustard. I mix them up real good. So I make my own kind of special thing. sauce in the restaurant. It's one of my favorite things. To do. Absolutely, you got to be got to put a little spin on it yourself. So, um, but no, I love docks um have you been to railroad barbecue i have not i've not been there yet but I, i've heard great things you gotta try it. i will i'm a, I'm a barbecue nut and i love hash barbecue. and rice there yeah i drive there just to eat the hash and rice. well the ha- hash is special to me I, I love hash and they they have a real twist to it and yeah. they I, I don't know what it is but it it makes me go there well hey keeps you coming back they must be doing something right and it's a re- railroad barbecue i'm going and i think what you'll love about it kevin gray was here uh the owner and when you go in there and you see it, it is a museum. Yeah. And I say that, I mean, it really is. He has everything from athletics to political, you name it. I don't think you could replace the stuff that he has hanging yeah. in there. It freaks me out every time because all I worry about is it burning down. Yeah. It, but you could just sit there and, eat well, I and tell walk you, around. The Columbia, and that's, that's what I love about being from here. You you know all these you know wonderful wonderful spots. Like uh, I grew up going to Nebraska's Pizza. I mean, my favorite pizza in the world. Was it the I pizza went, or the cheese salad? Uh, cheese salad. Okay, you got to start with the cheese salad with all the Italian dressing. You can pour on that cheese, and then I'm I had to get a plate because I can't keep it all in the bowl. So I had to get it on a plate and dump it out, and then mix it all together because I want all of it in every bite. And then obviously um, my go to lunch uh, spot right there in my neighborhood is the other. Store. Miss Linda, she does an incredible job back there, and they've been in business for like 40 years. So we've been going there for a long time with mom and dad and everybody. So, um, yeah, those are probably my three favorites, yeah. It's funny because when, when I first started dating Laura, um, she oh, i got to take you to Nebraska's. Oh, is, yeah. Well, I, you know, I didn't tell I her. I took Marianne on one of our first dates to Nebraska's. I, I didn't tell her I'd already been there, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this know. is so neat. Are, like, are these wine bottles going to fall off the ceiling and hit me in the head? That's probably back when they had the wine bottles still tied onto the roof, right? <laughs> but, you know, for me, it's Columbia is such a culinary um, town. And yeah, people is. don't really realize all the cool absolutely cool restaurants that are here and all the niches. We were talking the other week about 
Sitgo station over in West yep. Columbia. Sure. Have you ever been there on Saturday Absolutely. and gotten the chicken and ribs? I've not been there on Saturday, no. All right, well, th- there's two guys. Uh, they pull up on a truck and put it in out there. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but it's so fun because th- these are all the little niches that make us so unique. Absolutely. And like I tell everybody, uh, um, I love talking about Columbia when I go travel because people are always like, why don't y'all tell people about Y'all have all these assets. When they hear about a river that's class two rapids, it, you know, we got. We are got you kidding me? We're an hour and a half from the mountains, an hour and a half of the beach. I mean, what other state can claim that they are an hour and a half from the mountains? I mean, it's pristine, beautiful mountains. I mean, you go up there during October, in the apple picking and peaking season, and you can be at the Dangum Beach and, you know, an hour and a half from Columbia, be down there on Folly Beach catching a wave, at, you know, washout. You know, it might be only need a thigh, but hey, we'll take it in South Carolina unless there's some kind of thorm, storm system pushing something up. But, uh, you know, I mean, literally, I mean, who who else can say that? I don't know anybody. I mean, that's our asset. And our problem is, is we tell everybody that is our leading line and we should never do that. We should always tell people that's an asset. And I, I, it's because people say, well, I just heard Columbia is close to this and close to that. So well, let me tell you about what we have. Yeah. Those are all bonus structures. Absolutely. It's a great jump up. It's great to live here. And then you get your, your weekend trips, weekend trips or something like you, just shoot. You get easy peasy. so many different things. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not far from the mountains mm. in Georgia or you're, you're, you're not from the beach. And, you know, my favorite thing is always just to get in the car and drive. Sure. You know, just Hit the back roads. Yep. Absolutely. There's nothing. There's nothing better than going the back way through uh, down 378, then take the right, go towards uh, Bishopville and all that, and go down towards Georgetown and all that. That's one of the most beautiful drives. When or hit, or hit 17 when the sun's going down. Or hit 17 and come down on like a sunrise, come down from starting right around Pauly's Island or somewhere like that, come down all the way and come down all the way and go down to Savannah or somewhere like that. I mean, it's a beautiful state. It truly I, is. I have to tell you, I have to tell the story because it was one of the most majestic trips, and I say that truly as I did, is uh, – uh, Governor Campbell passed away, and when he passed away, um, that is my sister-in-law's ex-husband family, and we were really close with the Campbells. And so I had all the grandkids in the car with me, and we're right behind the hearse. We're flying down the highway. We're going down 378, and there, there are hundreds of people on the side of the road waving South Carolina flags as the sun is kind setting. of setting and beating. It was surreal. It was like I was in a movie. I was riding down the road, and, and Laura was riding with her sister, and I had all the kids with me, and, and I got there, and I was talking to one of the security guys that I knew, and and uh, and he was like, you've been awfully quiet. And I said, that was the most majestic thing I've ever done because I saw so much of the beauty of, of, the, people. of the people in our surroundings. And and it makes you realize why too. why South Carolina is so special. Absolutely, we may we may only be five point eight million people, but we're five point eight million special people. Strong, absolutely, all the way around. And that's why I love. I, yeah, I tell everybody I think I have the greatest job in America. Yeah, and they look at me like, "Are you insane?" I said, "Well, I was in the real estate business. I was in the restaurant business. Yeah, I'm pretty much crazy, but." <laughs> We have so much to share, give, and we have so much opportunity here. Absolutely. Um, and me, I get excited every day I get up. And my problem is, is I wake, I'm not up designing how to make money. I'm sitting up in the middle of the night going, if we did this, we could do this. Or if we tried to go after this business, we could keep more of our kids here. Trying to make life better for everybody. Well, and selfishly, part of it is, is, you know, I want to make sure that we have enough opportunities here that at some point my girls want to come back absolutely and make it their home sure. so that we can watch their kids grow up absolutely you know and i, I think that's important because that's every father's dream doing, yeah it is but we need to make sure that in today's world i don't think you ought to have to sacrifice to do that i think we ought to have the same opportunity that you can get anywhere else and i think we have the potential to do that i think Couldn't it's agree part more. of it is just selling selling our city well, we got the right person leading it now. Uh, well, I think there's a there there is a a talented group of people in this community who are all coming together, and sure. it's become a we. It's the first time I feel like we are collaborating. Yeah, like we need to because to be successful, we all got to be at the table. All got to be paddling the same direction. You can't have you can't have five captains. You got to have everybody going the same direction. Absolutely, and we've got just the the assets. You know, um, it, it's just incredible. You talked about increasing 
the the line extension. Um, what else is brackish? Is brackish going to branch off into something that's non-feathery, <laughs> non-animal oriented? I mean, is it in the art? Is it going to get in the oh, liquor business? Or, I mean, what? Well, I tell you, um, in, in the black book, there are a home line. There's a home, whole home line ready to hit whenever they're ready for me. Napkin rings? Uh, I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about everything from plates to for- silverware, napkin rings. I'm talking about every lampshades. I mean, I'm talking about everything. But it's going to be all, I mean, it's, it's I mean, I, for example, my lampshade, I, I don't know, somebody might knock this thing off now, but I'm going to say, I don't tell you anyway, because I've, I've got pictures of it dating back five years ago. But lampshade, I got two lampshades, and I um, melted them together, but in between the two layers, I put feathers. And so when the lamp is off, you don't see anything. It looks like a beautiful white normal satin lampshade. But the second you turn that thing on at night, the feather shines through and you can just see like every single beautiful feather that I've laid in that lampshade come out and pop. So there, that's just one my, one example of my home line ideas that uh, hopefully will take flight. But, uh, you know, when they're ready to leave the nest, I don't know. That's, Did you get those? I, mean, I got it. I got it. I got it. He, 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 you know, he's, he's, a, he's a feathery kind of guy over here. Um, Ben, do you have you collaborated with anybody? I mean, are you thinking down the road? Hey, I want to collaborate with somebody to do a limited series that would be fun. Sure, absolutely. We're we're not, we never rule anything out. Um, you know, and um, you know, there there have been like collaborations where we've hosted things together and and you know, in association with and things of that nature, but never really um any kind of product that uh, has 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 been on the our rate full time on the brackish. Uh, you know, radar, nothing yet, but, um, never say never. And, uh, I think when the right opportunity presents itself, Jeff and I'll jump it all over it. I mean, it's, um, I think that, uh, it only makes sense to, um, if you, if you can get, you know, combine efforts and, uh, find two things that people like, you know, feathers from us and a product from someone else and, uh, combine the two and that rock and roll, then, you know, let's do it. So yeah, we're ne- we'd never rule anything out. And I think it'd be closed minded to say, um, no to that. As you're growing your retail presence and, and, and a lot of the other things that are going on out there and, and trying to, you know, find that niche, do you feel like that because of the pandemic, folks are, are leaning more towards going to businesses that are smaller, that have a story that they can relate to, that is more creative than the large-scale commodity retailer Absolutely. I think that uh, post-pandemic, I think um, people are so grateful and thankful to be back together uh, in close proximity and uh, having special events to attend. And I think that that lends itself to making that event as special as possible, uh, whether it be wearing a new bow tie um, and, um, you know, dusting off. Um, the tuxedo and popping that thing on uh, may, when maybe it might not be black tie, but dadgummit, we're, we got a big party to go to, and I'm going to be wearing my bow tie in, in a black tie. Um, I think it lends itself that everybody is uh, rejoicing that we're ba- backing together, and I think that everybody's more grateful now for the sense of community. Um, not that we ever took it for granted, um, but I think that uh, people maybe lost sight of how important that aspect of life is and just uh, communication, community, uh, interaction with just may, maybe not your friends, but your neighbors uh, that you may may know well, but just the grocery store banter and people that you see in the checkout line. And, um, you know, I, I was, I walked a black and tan coon dog for 15, 14 years around Forest Acres and everybody knew me as the guy who walked the dog. And, um, you know, and, and so when we get back in the stores, everybody's like, I haven't seen you walking your dog yet. So the dog passed away during pandemic. So everybody was, you know, giving me condolences throughout, you know, the entire time. So it's just, I think that uh, people are grateful to have community back and be back together again. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for it. Uh, I, 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 I feed off of energy from individuals. I feed off of uh, just uh, just people, being around people. I, I don't do well shut in, so I'm very grateful that everything's returning to normal somewhat. So you have opportunity. You get to travel with work and, and mm-hmm. for pleasure, and you see what's going on in other communities. Is there something you'd like to see happen here in Columbia that you've seen somewhere else, and you go, you know what? My hometown ought to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> Um, that, that, that's a that's an interesting question, and uh, I, there's there's there've been things, but um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, 
You know, Burgess Meredith on Grumpy Old Men said one time, you can wish in one hand and crap in the other and see which one fills up first. And uh, we both know which one will fill up. So I think that uh, wishing for th certain things to come to fruition um, is a dangerous proposition because um, you get you, not that you get your hopes up and then they get dashed, but I think you start looking for outside. And I think that what you said, what you spoke to uh, earlier about looking within and coming together collectively um, to get things done, um, I think that's the right approach, brother. But not so much of uh, you know one person's opinion of what we need to have here because I think Columbia is doing uh, incredible things um, right now and um, I think the the, the, the future is very bright for what we have going on here favorite ice cream Wow well you know I, if you if you, if you ask my wife she'll tell you French vanilla which is about as bland as it gets but I love a good homemade strawberry ice cream or peach ice cream if peaches are in season I'm a big I love homemade ice cream um, I love the process of it I can still remember going to family reunions at my grandparents house and they would have the old ice cream churn out there and um, we thought we would we thought we'd hit the jackpot when we got one that was electric we didn't have, nobody had to take turns you know sitting there stirring that daggum thing uh, we thought we were a cat's meow when we could plug it in and just everybody could still mingle and then the thing was just over there just you know over there in the corner of the room uh getting that ice cream ready for after uh, lunch or after the supper that night but um yeah i'd say a, a homemade strawberry or homemade peach is my favorites uh, hands down fish fry or low country boil I'm a fish fry man. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love some sausage. I love some shrimp. I love some uh, potatoes. And uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, you can't go wrong with either one. But uh, fish fry is, is tough to beat. I mean, you fry you fry up a flounder. Whew, I mean, that's that's about as good eating as it gets. I learned um, from these guys to to marinate the flounder in buttermilk. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And then after trade, that, trade. just double butt batter. No, just, oh, no, just a single dusting yeah. of House of Altry. There you go. And that's all it takes. There you this go. guy has all the flavor, all the seasoning. And always Somebody from like, McClellanville tell you that? Well, the guy, you know. Or Pauly's Island. Yeah, an older guy at Pauly's <laughs> told me go. that. There you go. And part of it, and I started doing it for years, and he said, you realize buttermilk takes the sweetness, brings the sweetness of the fish to the, to the, to the oh. forefront. So it creates such a positive reaction. You start thinking about these things like, how do people figure that out? Yeah. You know, who thought sure. about, all right, I'm going to put this saltwater fish in, in buttermilk. Butter yeah. And then fry it up. Greater minds than ours. I mean, that's all I can say. I, mean, I think it was by accident. That's why I think chef, I think chefs are truly artists. I mean, they truly are. They take things and, uh, you know, they go out there and they um, put their reputation on line with a dish that they've created. And um, sometimes it leads to success, sometimes failures. But I think that um, you're, you're not judged so much on your failures, but you are your successes. So, so I think you learn from your failures, but um, the successes way, far outweigh them. Yeah, I want to figure out a way that we, we create a signature event in Columbia that combines not only our culinary but our visual arts and, and, and all our handcrafts. I mean, I'd love to have on Main Street really a store that sits next to the visitor center or even anywhere downtown that is made in a Columbia store. That's awesome. I just think it would be really cool to highlight. And, you know, some of it would be very limited. Yeah. But how cool would it be to say, hey, you know, these products are made here because every time I go to Soda City and every time I go to these neighborhood art shows, I meet blown away I, by ta how ta much talent is here. Oh, I met a lady yeah. who makes these incredible charcuterie boards. Yeah, and she goes to sh to North Carolina and finds all these unique pieces of wood. And you know, I'm over there buying them. My wife's goes, "How many more? Do how many cut boards? We need? <laughs> You're like, hey, it's like, I need more. It's like when Chris Williams started making oyster knives. Sure, I bought. All, you know, have, oh, yeah. I got a whole fleet of knives. That I won't let anybody use. Absolutely. Like, like, no, let's pull out the other knives tonight. Yeah. They, 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 no, we're not pulling out the Chris Williams knives. But, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, they had at the um, State Museum, which is another wonderful thing here in Columbia, um, they had a South Carolina Makers um, uh, show. I guess that was probably eight, seven, eight years ago now. And they highlighted a bunch of South Carolina artists, and we were honored to be a part of that. And they had some of the most incredible artists from around the state and around the Columbia area. Um, and it was very humbling to be included in that grouping because, I um, mean, it was uh, some incredible talent there. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of hidden talents here. Yes, sir. Any secrets you want to share with us before we uh, we, we bring this show to a close? Well, I'm, I'm about to drop a bomb on you, Mr. Mayor. Um, uh, you on. know, uh, I recently saw, and I, I love the University of South Carolina. I've grown up a Gamecock. Uh, obviously, I went to Walford. Um, 
but I did come back for about, I guess, a semester or two to Carolina and then went back to Walford. But um, uh, I recently saw something posted, uh, and I, this goes back to how crazy I am about birds, um, that the first Gamecock was introduced on the sidelines in Williams-Brice in 2004. Well, I'm here to dispute that because in 2002 against the University of Tennessee, I talked my way onto the sidelines with a live Gamecock, a rooster on a rope, and I was on the sidelines the entire game with ESPN telling me to position the rooster here. We had Smokey here. I was standing next to Lou Holt, so I, had to, I was right there with everybody on the sidelines in 2002. So that is a bombshell for you today. All right, so. And I have it. I have, you, can, you can Google it. You can go, YouTube it. 2002, UT, I Carolina. Want, I want a picture of it because I'm going to send it to my, my favorite coach, Coach Beamer. Yes. Um, who I text every week and tell him how much I appreciate what he's doing in our community. And, and the I, by the way, I was I was very happy to see that they kept Sir Big Spur as opposed to dropping the name. I thought that the general or whatever. Yeah, Cot Commander. Cot like, Commander wasn't uh, it for me. I was like, that was not doing it for me either. Yeah, it wasn't was, doing it for me either. Oh, I can't wait to there see this. 2002. Y'all, I'm watching this. For those of y'all who can see this video. It's not, it I just, that's a screenshot of the footage. So that, 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 that was my point. Some, because that came out with a bunch of my buddies from Walford, uh, Trey, Nate, Jeff, and Nick, and everybody, Jason, started getting on me because they said, hey, we just saw a report come out in the paper that uh, says that the first Gamecock was on the sideline of 2004. We were there with you in 2002 when you did it. Why didn't you tell anybody? I was like, well, I'm not going to tell you about it. You need to tell somebody. I was like, all right, fine. So well, I, I will see because – Coach Tanner this weekend, of yeah. course, and oh, they so, don't want to. They don't. They don't want to admit that. I mean, you, you talk about. I had everybody out there had full sideline credentials. All I had was a rooster on a rope, and they so were like, "Come on question, through." My question is: Is what did you make out of that rooster besides Sunday dinner? Oh no, we took him. I took him back out of the farm, let him go, and he, he probably made a bunch of eggs for everybody. I mean, you know, fertilize some eggs. We got some more chicks out of him, but uh, but no, he he was good. He was a he good didn't sport. Become your first oh, oh, bow tie. Oh, oh, oh man, no, absolutely not. He retired with grace. I mean, he was the first unknown Sir Big Spur, but uh, but. One of the one of the, one of the I guess craziest and funnest things I've ever done. And then the funny story is, is the next year Steve Spurrier came uh, from Florida, and we were playing Steve Spurrier, and and he we did the blackout, and he thanked us for blacking out Sam because his receivers could see the ball so well. Well, I came up with the rooster, and the ESPN was back in we town. Got beat by Florida, bad, bad, bad. and uh, literally I came back in and I said, I got the mascot. They want the mascot on the sideline. ESPN. They're like, uh, uh-uh, we've heard about you. You're not university affiliated. You need to get out here before we get arrested. So they shot they after. After a year, they found out. I think whoever whoever the powers that be at the time said, if this guy shows back up with this rooster, do not let him on the sidelines again. I was down there with hype man. I was you know I was getting the students going with the rooster. It was a lot of fun. One of the, one of the highlights of uh, my young my youth. I would say that that that, that that's was. hard to believe. That's twenty. That'll be twenty years. Uh, I guess next month. Yeah, October. It'll be twenty years. I did that. Okay, so I think statute of limitations is, is I, run out on that. So I hope I'm not incriminating myself. By I had saying my this. second child in 2002. <laughs> um, how about that, how about that wrap up with that, Mr. Mayor? Uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm I don't even have words for that. I just <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait to share the news that you know we got to change the history. Needs to be rewritten. Rice. Needs to be re- re- un- unauthorized, but yes, but factual, factual. very factual. Well, Ben, thanks for coming in. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for for what y'all are doing. Thank you for all you're doing for Columbia. Man, I'm just just part of an overall team, but I will tell you um, it's exciting, and thanks for sharing your story because I do. Today, I think more than ever, we need to show people that you can do this and the opportunities are here, and, and, you know, we're, we're a city in a state that hasn't really highlighted and embraced a lot of our entrepreneurial spirit, and we need to do more of that because I think it attracts people. People get excited about the energy, and it also we got a we got a challenging youth out there, and I think if they know that they have an opportunity, they are they'll take more chances. Absolutely, absolutely. Believe in what you do, and um, you know, do what you love. You never work a day in your life, and uh, you'll be happy with every, all your endeavors. So. If you don't own a brackish bow tie, earrings, necklace, uh, cuff, <laughs> soon to be pocketbook, shoes, belt, um, trying tableware, home line, who knows where it's going to go? But you know, uh, pillows I got a for your loved one. Um, they ideas. are going to have a special made uh, limited edition coffins for those of you who want to be buried in feathers. Uh, uh, so if you'll reach out to Ben personally, he will design that for you. He prefers pine box. So made to order. No, no creative uh, woods really. 
nice pine box and uh, burlap for the inside. Burlap for inside with a nice feathered pillow sends you off on your way. But thanks for being here, folks. Look forward to seeing you and hearing you. And hey, uh, for those out there who've been listening, thank you very much. For those who haven't, you're missing out on a lot of great information. Have a great night.